Are you ready, Warrior? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. Welcome to episode number 27 of The Student Manager. Your host, Bonger News, here with special VIP uh, guest, Alden Hodgson. What's up, Alden? What's going on? Uh, I'm stoked to be in the podcast. Yeah, Alden goes to Marquette University. He's a warrior in Milwaukee. He's class of 2017 at Modern Day. Back from the break, we just had your boys on, Nick and Angelo, episode 26, talking Auburn and Oregon State. So now let's talk Marquette. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was awesome walking in and running into uh, Angelo and Nick. I haven't seen those guys in a while, but uh, that's kind of the cool thing about modern day is that like everyone still uh, has a good vibe towards each other even if you haven't seen each other in a while. Let's do some housekeeping. We always got to give it up for, and I think you were kind of starstruck, executive producer Morph Cargis, formerly of? Sugar A, baby. So we are growing this podcast. The goal is to help high school students and parents with the whole college search and admission process. And rather than me talk smack on all the 125 plus colleges campuses I've been on, I'm like, why not bring on the students? Why not bring on parents? Why not bring on coaches, athletic directors, people I know that can share their story and then have that same vibe, right? And we can talk about it. I've been on Mark Keck's uh, campus twice, so I'm excited to get into this because the campuses I've been on, we, we talk about something, you bring something up, I bring something up. It's kind of like we're just there, right? Right yeah. there. So you are now a junior. What are you studying at Marquette? So right now I'm studying uh, advertising, marketing, and then I'm doing a minor in digital media. Um, I switched majors a little bit, a uh, few times actually, so we can get dive into that a little bit when we get deeper in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So coming out of modern day, uh, what was, let's talk about to get to Marquette. Uh, what was your ACT GPA? Sure. So modern day GPA uh, graduated with a 365, 37, something like that. Um, ACT though, I'm not a test taking guy. So uh, I finished the ACT with a 26. That was the best I could do. How many times did you take it? Uh, I took the ACT three times, but, but Marquette does not accept super score. All right. And the, the, he, he's talking about super score for those that are out there listening. Uh, sometimes you're not taking that super score of your math and your English and you're just getting it in that one uh, one score of a 26. Out of the three times, did you get 26 three times or was it lower, higher, or was it consistent? So started uh, two points lower uh, and then my mom got me on an ACT tutor and did a ton of practice tests, would spend Saturday mornings taking the tests um, and then that was able to get me up two points. Who was your practice tutor? Uh, his name was Cliff. Um, I know some other families... Uh, Actually, some other kids who are on this podcast might have used him before, um, but he works out of uh, Pepperdine. Do you recommend taking a ACT tutor as a student as well as parents listening out there? Absolutely. Um, it's one of those things. If you're a test taker, you're a test taker. But if you're like me and you're not, to learn the ins and outs of the exam, because the hardest part of the exam is learning how to take that exam. It's not really the content that's the difficult part. So. For me to sit down with someone and they explain, hey, here's how this test works. I mean, that that made my the way I took it completely different. So you take the test, you come out with the scores, you're looking at colleges. When did you start looking at colleges saying, here's the, I don't know, how many schools did you apply to? Applied to 15 schools. 15. Who did you, uh, before I get into there, you applied to 15. Did you visit all these campuses before you applied and before you got accepted or was it all... Walk me through that process. Yeah, so uh, I originally I wanted to go to school in the South. So my parents and I did a whole tour. We went through Auburn, Wake Forest, uh, Alabama, all those schools. 
Um, and that's kind of where my heart was set. So we went to all of those first. Um, and because we have family in Chicago, that's how I ended up touring the Midwest schools. Okay. That's how I got to Wisconsin, uh, to Wisconsin, to Marquette. So the SEC schools that you visited, what campuses did you visit? Which ones did you like the most? Clemson and Auburn. I liked, and also they're similar campus cause they're actually made by the same architect. Um, Auburn and Marquette were my final two. So I was all diehard Auburn. My cousin graduated from there, visited him while he was uh, still an undergrad. And I loved it. I loved the Greek life. I loved the football, the big like rah-rah school. Um, and then you have Marquette, which is the total opposite end of the spectrum. Right. And I mean, last week we just had on Nick Ursini, who was you know, who's a junior, same class going to Auburn, uh, loves Auburn right now. So what, talk to my audience of how you decided on Marquette over Auburn. Sure. Um, so again, Auburn was my number one coming out. Um, and I was really excited to go there, but I toured Marquette. My mom had us tour there for my sister because Marquette has a great nursing program for any of you uh, nursing major or hopeful nursing majors out there. We toured it for her. And my mom's like, come on, like, let's just go check it out. I'm like, all right, well, screw this. I'm not going to go to Wisconsin. No way. Tour the campus. And immediately there is such a cool community vibe that you feel there. Then I don't know if you felt that when you were on the campus. Also had a modern day alum, uh, Aaron Trotter, who was a senior right. at the time. Yeah. E.T. Huh? And uh, I visited her and I met a lot of her friends. And that's kind of really what sold me was the people of Marquette. So... Marquette still had Greek life. They still had basketball. So they still a big competitive sports school, but it just felt a little bit more, uh, community. community. Yeah. Hey, we just said that same word at the same time. So you did get accepted to Auburn Yep. and you got accepted to Clemson and obviously Marquette. Were there some stretch schools that you were applying to that you got accepted to as well as did not get accepted to? Yeah. So my actual number one, when I sent out my application, so Auburn and Marquette were the final two after I got all my words back. But beforehand, I wanted to go to Tulane. I wanted to go to New Orleans. Um, I love music. I love jazz. Visited New Orleans once with my mom. Took the Tulane tour. Loved it. Um, but that was definitely a reach school for me. I've been on that campus. Tulane's kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's right. I mean, do you remember Alden walking down like the little quad and those big trees? We went right after Mardi Gras. So all the little beads were hanging out oh, like, yeah. on the tree. Um to me, it was a small, it was a small campus, mm -hmm. uh, but you're still in New Orleans. Right. Right. The green wave, go green wave. So you, you get accepted to Marquette. You visited Marquette after you got accepted or before you got accepted? Before I got accepted. Okay. So, and it came down to those two. Came down to those two. And then I went back um, to Marquette for a follow-up visit to see, okay, is this where I want to go? And after doing that follow-up visit, it was like, it was a no-brainer. I was like, yeah. I'm so glad you touched on that. I tell all my students out there listening, parents out there listening about if you have that opportunity, especially being here in Southern California, go visit a college before you apply. Sometimes uh, people are visiting after they get accepted, but I say go more than once. So you went twice. What did that do to you? So the first time I went, I did the typical college tour, checked out the city, met up with Aaron Trotter, you know, said hi to her, all that stuff, took the tour. Uh, and then we left Milwaukee. So we were there for only a day. But when I went back the second time, um, I got to hang out with some students. Uh, Aaron Trotter took me out. I met a bunch of her friends. Um, she helped me get into a bar. It was awesome. Uh, and if I hadn't have done that, I think I would have went Auburn. Because I had met people through my cousin when I, I visited him. I stayed with him for a whole weekend when I was a senior in high school. 
So I had kind of gotten that social vibe um, and got to talk to students, ask my questions about their classes and all that stuff. And if I didn't go back to Marquette and had the opportunity to do that, I don't think I would have went there. And this was after you got accepted, I'm going to say your spring of your senior year. Yep. Uh, parents out there, I've been talking about this all the time. Students, go visit that campus more than once. And well, we can say this about Marquette, there's not a football team there. So I always tell people, go visit on a game day weekend so you can get that experience, maybe a basketball game day weekend, but also go there like on a Tuesday or Wednesday in the middle of the winter when it's snowing, right? Oh, so totally. you can actually see what's going on in that campus. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, Marquette sits in Milwaukee. Now I've been there twice, went to, I love going to Miller Park. Have you been to Miller Park oh, yet? Oh, it's awesome. And then to tell the audience when the Brewers hit a home run, who goes down the slide? Birdie the Brewer, the <laughs> mascot. Awesome. Um, yeah, Miller Park's a good time. And through Marquette, uh, they the Bucks and the Brewers do offers where you can get $5 student tickets. Did you just hear that? $5 student tickets to the Brewer games, right? Season starts in April. Mm -hmm. Goes through at least by the time you're coming back to school in September. You're a semester or quarter? Semester. Semester. So... You know, in September, school has definitely started by then. Playoff time, right? Yep. Did you go to any playoff games this year? Um, I didn't go to any playoff games, but because uh, they didn't offer the student ticket uh, in that time. But I had some friends who went, and it was, they said it was just crazy. It was awesome. Incredible. Incredible. And at the time when I visited Marquette, both, one was in April and one was in the summer. I don't even think the Greek freak was playing in the summer, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, he may not even been on the team yet, but how is the, how is the, the Greek freak in person, if you've seen him? I've seen him once uh, in person, like not not including the games that I've been to. Um, he was eating at Real Chili, which is a Marquette, uh, like favorite, like a family favorite restaurant. Um, he was there eating with Chris Middleton. And we all walked by the window. And we were looking in the window. We're like, oh, holy crap, that's Giannis. Um, super cool. He's huge. Really nice. Super nice guy. Yeah, super cool. Um, taking pictures with everyone, like, you know, did not, have a frown when he would stop to say hello to you. So that was awesome. You're in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not a big metropolitan. It's what I would consider like a mid-sized metropolitan. Sell my audience on Milwaukee. So parents out there, Milwaukee 15 years ago. I know what you're thinking. Maybe kind of a garbage city, not somewhere you want to go. Probably not somewhere you want to send your kids either. Being there now, it's like totally revitalized. Super young city. You have UWM. And you have Marquette right there in different sides of the downtown areas. So you, it's a pretty young city now because there's a lot of kids who will accept internships for the summers and then they'll stay there um, for the next few years and end up like getting employed by a Milwaukee company. So the city's becoming really young. There's really great trendy areas called uh, the Third Ward with a public market similar to the one in Seattle. If you've been to that, um, mm -hmm. the public fish market. Um, so you have that great restaurants, great food. I mean, it's Wisconsin, so there's going to be cheese. There's cheese curds everywhere you're going to go. Cheese, fried cheese curds. Craft beer everywhere you could go. Um, so if that kind of stuff interests you, if you're totally down to have a heart attack from what you eat, then this is a great city to go to. What he's saying is if you want to cut off a few years of your life, yeah, right. fried cheese curds. I remember going there. I took my kids there. We had like some butter, like the butter cheeseburger. I'm like, what the hell is a butter cheeseburger? Yeah. But it's like right outside of Milwaukee. The food, if I'm not mistaken, there's you're on the river. Yep. Right? You're, you're right on the river and there's restaurants down like where you can like, it's not like walking on... 
not the San Antonio River Walk, but you're you're kind of walking. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, and, and there's a good restaurants. And then what, what's Milwaukee known for? Milwaukee, it's known for beer. Miller Coors headquarters is in Milwaukee. And that brewery tour for if you guys do go to the Marquette campus, Milwaukee, or actually the whole state of Wisconsin rather, has a law that if you're 18, you can drink with your parents. Um, so the Miller Brewery tour is $10. And that's a really cool way to not just get uh, get a beer or something I, like that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. You could say that again. $10 Miller Brewery tour, Miller Coors Brewery tour. Um, so the drink with your parents. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 18 years old, and you're with your parents, you can drink in a bar, in a restaurant. Um, yeah. Texas is the same law, but um, people really take advantage of it uh, in Wisconsin for sure. And let's talk about, because parents are going out there, they're visiting you. Is it easy to get to? You fly from Santa Ana. I think we stop somewhere. So how do you get there? Yeah. So from Orange County, John Wayne Airport, there's no direct flights. So I usually fly from John Wayne to Phoenix to Milwaukee. You could do a direct from L.A., uh, and also Chicago is only an hour south. So I've flown into Chicago and then driven back up with some of my friends before as well. Are you in a fraternity? Uh, I am, yeah. Which fraternity? Uh, Sigma Chi. Sigma Chi. Did you rush your freshman year? Uh, yeah, I did. So high level, talk my audience through what... We talk a lot about the the sorority rush and what the process they go through. Let's talk about the guys rush. Yeah, sure. So um, most schools you're going to rush in the fall uh, as a freshman, but at Marquette... They really want you to kind of find your own way first, which I really like because that way you can kind of see if you want to be a part of Greek life or not. It gives you that semester to decide, you know, who do I want my friends to be? Where do I want to spend my time? About 20% of the school 15 is in Greek life. Um, so you'll, you'll rush in that spring semester. So we'll be having our freshman rush uh, the end of January. Okay. Um, but that process was really great. Um, you go to the house, you go to the fraternity house. And essentially, you're just eating food and hanging out and talking with all the guys. And they really just want to get to know you to see, you know, do, do you do we think that you would be a good fit for that chapter? Um, and what's great is there's not really any bad blood among other fraternities. So you can go rush all of them if you want. Talk to everyone and really kind of find where you think your place would be. How many fraternities are on campus? There are seven fraternities. Um, but uh, then there's also um, other fraternities, like, for example, the engineering fraternity, uh, academic Let's ones, talk about IFC Greek fraternities. There's seven. Yeah. How many sororities? Uh, sororities, I believe there are six. And we don't have to be biased or not. Obviously, Sigma Chi is a well-known, popular house. One of the top two, three? Um, you know, my bias is going to show here a little bit. I would say uh, I would say top two, top one or two. Who's the other one? Uh, Kappa Sigma would be. Kappa Sig. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about sororities for the girls that are listening, going to Marquette. Sure. Was E.T. in a sorority? She was, yeah. Erin uh, Trotter was in Alpha Phi. Um, okay. Yep. She loved that. And then uh, another great one on campus is Sigma Kappa. I would Sigma say those Kappa. are the top one and two. Okay. Now, do you belong to any other clubs? I always talk to my uh, daughter. She's now going to be her second quarter at UW. I said, besides the sorority, besides doing what you're doing, go join a club, go get involved and meet other people. Talk to me about extracurricular activities at Marquette. Yeah, so uh, for me personally, um, I do Marquette radio. Uh, I've had a show for two semesters uh, with some of my roommates and it's a blast. It doesn't matter what major you are, if you've even gotten into a studio before, it doesn't matter. Like there's people there to teach you. So that's great. Um, I was also on the IFC board. So I was the vice president of um, services and uh, uh, academics. Um, for the past two semesters, I just finished up that job. So it feels good to have a little more time in my hands, 
But um, I mean, there's clubs from uh, the Chinese club to the cooking club to uh, clubs that go on trips. Uh, the Marquette ski team, the ski club is going um, to Breckenridge this year. So there's, I mean, you could, uh, you could draw up anything. So if I'm hearing this correctly, I, I will say it again, get involved. Absolutely. If you, if you don't get involved in college, I mean, you're not going to be able to get your groove as fast because you go to modern day, you go to your public high school, wherever you go, you're going to know some people and they're going to be similar to you because they've had similar experiences growing up in the same area. You go to college, all different people, all different backgrounds. And the best way that you can meet people that, um, you could see yourself becoming close with is by meeting them through similar activities is what I think. I agree in different communities. And I say this for larger schools, you can make a larger school, a small campus within the communities, but it's hard to make a small university, a big campus. Debate me on that because we, we, we talked about this prior. Yeah. So when it comes to that, the great thing about Marquette, so you got about 8,000 kids, a little more undergrad, 11 to 12,000, including the postgrad. Um, and now that number is small. I'm probably most college books, like the Fisk, it's going to tell you that that's small. But what's great about Marquette is that you see familiar faces everywhere you go, which I wouldn't, I don't think, if I went to Auburn, it would maybe be a rarity if I ran into my friends or like maybe some of my extended friends often. Uh, but also, it's big enough to where if you want to, you could meet three new people every weekend. Um, and that's something that I really like about the, the community. So even though the number is smaller, you have that big feel because everyone is a tight knit community um, who, yeah, who just loves Marquette. And Marquette, it's a Catholic school. You think about, I, I talk to people about like Villanova, Santa Clara, right? Or even like a Georgetown, that, that 10,000, it's, it's a small community fit and, and you can make it work. Um, and you do see a lot of the same people. I was going to ask you, because uh, I, I, we had some people on from Santa Clara and, and, and it's a small university and they say, yeah, you, you see the same people like walking down. Yeah, yeah. Because my experience at Marquette and it's where the dorms, where you cross the street, think about where that Marquette sign is, where my daughter had a meltdown. You cross the street and then you kind of walk up the hill towards the student union bookstore mm -hmm. and there's like the dorms on the left-hand side. Yep. Right, I mean, that's the main thoroughway. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's your, that's what, what do you say? Uh, the campus of modern days, maybe Marquette's probably three times bigger than modern days campus. I would say the official campus, yes, but I mean, there's like a huge neighborhood of housing that where juniors and seniors live. So that's where I currently live. I live off campus. That that is like still considered part of the Marquette campus. So going going on the tour, they're not going to show you that area, right? But that area is is also uh, very much part of the campus. So freshman year, you lived in the dorms. Yep. What was your favorite memory living in the dorms? <sighs> favorite memory. You don't have in to be dorms. clean. Just what pops up to your mind? Um, okay. So all of the floors. So the way that my dorm worked, it was called McCormick Hall. And it was 12 floors. And it would go guys floor, girls floor, guys floor, girls floor, guys floor, girls floor. And I lived on floor two. It was all guys floor. And uh, what we would do is we'd kind of go and we'd prank other floors. So it'd be like floor two versus floor four versus floor three, like all this other stuff. So there was one time that some of my roommates and I, we went and we unscrewed the doors from uh, some of the dorms and we hid their doors uh, downstairs <laughs> on our floor. And they, they, they come back and we like, like, like just left a little note that just said dash floor two. So then they came back and they just started pranking us. So like the prank wars in that dorm were hilarious. And like, 
That's where most of the freshmen lived when that dorm was still uh, operational. That was the last year of it. And I can tell you right now that everyone in that dorm only has good things to say about it because it was a huge community. Like, even though we had the prank wars and stuff, it was all in good fun. Like, you know, never, never had any bad blood about it. And yeah. Say that dorm name again. McCormick Hall. McCormick Hall. All right. Now you're, then you rush yep. fraternity and your sophomore year, where, where did you live last year? So soft, so Marquette makes you freshman and sophomore year live in the dorms. So I lived in my sophomore hall called Schrader Hall, which is still being used now. And if you go to Marquette, that's where you need to live as a sophomore. Um, it was an absolute blast last year. I had, a about 15, actually, no, I probably had about 20 of my pledge brothers from my pledge class, uh, on that floor alongside a bunch of our other extended friends. Um, and it was, it was, a, it was a really great time. And now as a junior, are you living in that area where you said the juniors and seniors live? Yep. So, uh, yep. So I live on uh, 19th street in Kilbourne, um, in a house. So I have six roommates, uh, not including me. And then across the street, we have an, um, an, a bunch of other good friends who live in a 12-man house. Um, but I mean, from 20th Street all the way down to 13th, you just have a bunch of houses that students rent externally from like landlords, um, and they live there, and it's it's really cool. So these are considered live-outs, not the Sigma Chi house. Yeah. Correct. Do you have a Sigma Chi house there on campus? Yep, we do. Uh, it only sleeps 13. It's actually the old Paps Blue Ribbon Mansion's guest house. Uh, so it's a historic building, so we can't expand it at all but that's kind of cool that we have like the history of that building so let's talk about tailgating no football who are you tailgating for uh oh marquette basketball all the way um because we don't have football we love basketball weekends so uh there's places like uh there's one called the courtyard where it is a it's kind of like a backyard surrounded by multiple houses and it's really big and you could probably fit 300 people in there um I, I've never been to the pit at University of Michigan, but I've heard it's like a similar vibe where everyone flocks there. There's people up on the balconies, you know, dancing, whatever, having a good time. Uh, and then people just all below. So that's what happens. And then we all walk to the Pfizer Forum, which is where Marquette plays and right. the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, it's about probably 0.7 mile away from there. Is the, because we walked into the, I think it was the Al McGuire practice facility. Yeah. They don't play any of the games there anymore? Nope. Uh, they actually haven't. They, they actually don't play, or they actually never have played the games there. So before, when the Bucks played in the Bradley Center, before they knocked it down two years ago, Marquette has always been in the Bradley Center. Got it. Yep. And then now they're in like the newest stadium the NBA has to offer. So, I mean, it's a really nice facility. And it's interesting how you're talking about where the back, whatever, the pit at different universities, and, and I referred it, I, I said somebody, because at Washington, they call it the alley. My daughter mm -hmm. keeps on saying, I'm at the alley. I'm like, the alley? And you see a picture, and then you just see back alley of fraternity homes, live outs, and all these guys and girls out there partying and, and ha having a great time. When you were a freshman, did you have a fake ID? Uh, yeah, I did. Was it easy to use in Milwaukee's not like a college town. Mm -hmm. So was it easy to use? Were there places stay away, not stay away? Oh, for sure. I mean, so the two main campus bars, um, Caffrey's and Murphy's, no chance you're going to get in there as a freshman with a fake ID. I mean, you roll up with a baby face and you're actually 21. <laughs> they might actually say, yeah, get out of here. Um, but uh, there are places downtown that you can go totally. Um, and there's one that I actually worked there this summer. It's called Sobelman's Pub. It's on Marquette's campus, and that's a place where 
people will go, they'll watch uh, NFL games or college football games on the weekends and go $5 pitchers of Miller and Coors. So that's kind of the deal. Um, that's where you go. If you're a freshman, sophomore, you need a place to go hang out. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a cool place. What? You know, it's funny. We're Murph's over here, our executive producer. We're talking about this. Uh, one of his favorite places to, to when he toured back at Sugar Ray was in Milwaukee to eat places. And I'm sure Alden, you have good places to eat. But where Murph? Why don't you tell the audience and followers where's the best place to get? Was it a biscuit or breakfast? Something? I'd have to go to the mic. All right. Um, no, I'll be real quick. Okay, you can probably hear me. A closet. No, in in. Uh, Three years ago, I just the New York Times wrote a read. It was called the Watts. Tea oh, I, I really want to try it. No, they <laughs> closed it though. I guess it, the, the Watts, it, they're a famous family from Milwaukee. They've owned the building 90 years. They just closed it for whatever reason. They, they something. So it's not there anymore. But hold on, go back to $5 pitchers. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk. Oh, five dollar pitchers, Selmans, Coors, Miller Lite. So that's that's your freshman deal. In Milwaukee, it's uh, the cost of living is cheaper. So yeah, I mean. You're, yes. you're, you're spending less money. If you work a summer job in Southern California and then you go to Milwaukee your first semester, you feel like you're loaded. It's funny how you mention that because your boys, Nick and Angelo, mentioned the same thing back at Auburn and Corvallis. They said the to get alcohol there, to get food there. And I remember going back to Auburn myself and eating. I said, oh my gosh, this bill is so inexpensive. And even on my Midwest tours, yeah. it's, it is inexpensive. And you tip 20%, they're thinking you're like a God. Like, what are you doing? Like, thank you. Yeah. Do you work when you're back at school? Do you have a job, part-time job? Yeah, so uh, I did have a part-time job. I was working at a, that Seldman's Pub, like I was saying. Um, I worked there from July through, I just finished up um, the end of the semester because um, I'm gonna be really busy next semester. So, um, but it was a really fun place to work and something we would serve there. This can kind of give you an idea about what the restaurants in Milwaukee have to offer. It's called the Bloody Mary Beast. So, Sobelman's famous Bloody Marys, look them up online, pull up the Google while you're listening to the podcast. Um, you know, cheeseburgers, full Corona light bottles in there, stuff like that. But the Bloody Beast, $60. Bloody Beast. A full roast chicken. You have a full pitcher of beer as your chaser. The Bloody Mary is a gallon of Bloody Marys. It comes in like a big, like, I'm thirsty. Who's thirsty? Yeah. Who wants to get a drink? Happy hour. Oh, come comes comes in this big, like, glass bowl. Uh, I mean, and you're getting full orders of fries, pickle fries, sausage, um, and other stuff. I mean, oh, bacon cheese cracks come with it. That's a little mini grilled cheese with bacon in the middle, deep fried. So, I mean, you're getting all these toppings in this massive Bloody Mary. So that's like something kind of crazy. If you look that up, Sobelman's Bloody Mary Beast. What's your favorite class so far that you've taken at Marquette? Oh, interesting. Um, I've had a lot of really great professors. And something that I think is really cool is that we get a lot of cool guest speakers, stuff like that. I think my favorite class I've taken thus far um, was my media law class. So I'm taking, I have to take that um, as a part of my um, advertising and digital media mm -hmm. um, studies. And uh, there's a, the, the professor's name is Dr. Eric Eugland. He uh, was an attorney in Milwaukee for a number of years, and now he just teaches full-time. Um, but that was really cool to kind of see the ins and outs of contract writing because we talk about stuff for TV spots, radio, music artists, um, stuff like that, all cool stuff that I'm into. So I would say that's probably my, my uh, favorite class I've taken. And talk to my audience about like your schedule you know, as a freshman, do we take eight o'clock classes, nine o'clock classes, or do we wait and push it back in the afternoon? And talk to me about your schedule. For, hey, if you're an early riser, go for it first semester. But like, that's a strong emphasis on first semester because second, when you come home, 
or back to school. Um, I call it home now, which is kind of weird. My mom doesn't like that. Um, you come back and there's snow everywhere. You take an 8 a.m. class, you are going to freeze your nuts off. Like, I mean, you're, you just don't do it. I would say start 930 is kind of the earliest you want to go when it starts to get nippy outside. You're, you're hearing it from Alden because Milwaukee, it does get cold. But my daughter, who's a senior at Modern Day, she wants to go to University of Wisconsin. And she said, you know what? I can I have the jackets. It's four years out of my life. I'm prepared. I'm, it's not like I'm living here in Southern California, right? So right. you're telling people it's going to be cold. It's going to be snowing. That's great recommendations because I'm harping on my freshman daughter at UW. I'm like, why aren't you taking a 930 class? Like, wake up, get your ass in gear, like do something, yeah. right? But that's that's good advice because I just got back from Seattle. It's pitch dark at 745. Yeah. I'd be sleeping too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the companies that are around Milwaukee, you're a junior. Are they, who are some of the companies coming out? Are they interviewing? Are you getting some opportunities to intern or, or maybe go work in Chicago? Talk to us about that. Yeah. So Marquette students are extremely competitive about internships. Like what you do in the summer is for some people, it's more competitive than, you know, what grade you got in your test or what grade you got in the class. Um, I mean, so Harley Davidson is a large Milwaukee company. You got Northwestern Mutuals headquarters is right there. Um, stuff like Johnson controls. Um, so those are some, those are some big internships that a lot of kids, uh, like to go after, but because of the competitiveness, I know at some other schools, the internship and career offices are kind of lame. They don't really help you that much. Marquette's like gung ho. They'll help you out. Your professors are really great helping get internships. Um, I had two friends this summer. They worked at Miller Coors Brewery in Milwaukee. Uh, they did an internship there in their corporate offices and they loved it. Um, and I've had friends work, uh, in Northwestern mutual offices in Chicago and stuff like that. Do you take advantage of office hours? Always. So what would you tell students listening right now? Um, something I would say is that in high school, your teachers are going to know who you are because you're in a smaller setting and you're spending ev ev almost every day. You have a class with them unless you're like modern day and you have a block schedule, but you see them more than you do your college professors. So if you want to get to know them. That's the best way to do is go into office hours, ask questions, make up questions. I go to office hours all the time and I ask about things that I already know if I have no questions, just because I want that teacher to see the effort that I'm putting in the class. Because if they don't see you putting it in, you know, they're never going to know if you're actually working hard. Alden separating himself. He's making himself stand up, ask a question that you already know. You can be a good attorney. Matter of fact, <laughs> he's in radio, social media, advertising. You have the voice, you have the in energy, you have the enthusiasm. You're well on your way, Alden. Uh, question, Did it? was it all this happiness and glory at Marquette? Did you at one time, I think it was your freshman year, did you not like Marquette? Were you thinking about coming back and potentially transferring to a different school? Yeah, actually. Um, so first semester, freshman year, it was, yeah, you know what? I had a good time. It was fun. I made some good friends, like I said, in my dorm. But I really wasn't feeling what I had felt when I visited. So I was thinking to myself, okay, hey, maybe I made the wrong choice. Maybe I should have went somewhere else. Well, I recommend for everyone, always go back that second semester, freshman year. I think that you have to give it a full year's try because second semester was totally different. Rush to fraternity. I had a blast. Um, and that semester was really looking up, came home that summer. Um, I was working for my dad a little bit and hanging out with my friends at home. And then those kind of feelings started coming back. You know, do I really want to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Do I, do I want to be in the frozen tundra? I don't know. Um, and I almost, I told my parents two weeks before sophomore year began, guys, I'm, I'm not going to go back. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, well, what do you mean? And then I said, well, you guys know that I kind of been struggling, you know, feeling that maybe this isn't the spot for me. But they're like, okay, well, make pros and cons list, figure it out. So uh, I actually had like a little book. I wrote pros and cons list with, I drew pictures. I just did like straight up good and bad for school, good and bad for social. Um, things that I wanted to do, things that I accomplished, things that I thought would be better, things that I think could be better if I stayed or if I went. Um, and in the end I decided, you know what, let's go back. Let's give it one more shot. It wasn't all bad. Um, and that first semester, sophomore year changed everything about Marquette. What changed? Um, a lot of it was two things. One, my personal outlook because, excuse me, um, I had gotten into this idea that, well, I don't want to be here. And it kind of self-perpetuated itself where I thought that that's really what was true. It wasn't until I really gave an honest 100% college try that I knew, hey, this is a good spot for me. And I also got way more involved with different stuff than just my fraternity, Uh, like the radio show, um, like doing the IFC eboard stuff. Uh, My friends and I started a club. We started the Marquette Surf Club. You can surf on Lake Michigan. Uh, So started that. And that kind of was like, hey, you know what? I do want to be here. Um, Took more advantage of my teachers, that kind of stuff. So your freshman year, first semester, you almost want to come back. And I think that's when I actually talked to your dad over at a Christmas dinner that Modern Day had at Helen Steve's. And he said, well, maybe he's going to join a fraternity and give it a try. I kind of hear how, I wonder how Alden's doing. You go through your spring, if I'm hearing this correctly, you come back right before your sophomore year, still in the summer, you're hanging out with your friends here, Southern California, you don't want to go back. But you said something that stuck out. And I always tell people like when I hear people wanting to transfer, because just on this podcast, we've had many people that have transferred. And this year alone, the freshmen that have transferred from the Southern schools and Texas schools, one being TCU and SMU, they're transferring after 10 to 12 weeks. You said, and you did, you stuck it out and your mindset Like, how can you tell somebody that's listening right now, students and parents, because we're here in Orange County, right? It's sunny. It's great. Everything's all given to us, entitled, right? Like, what do you say? Suck it up? Because that's exactly what you did. Honestly, kind of. I mean, you know, like we live, uh, we live like behind the orange curtain, you know, Orange County's awesome. Thank you, Alden. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, I love growing up here, but there's something about living somewhere else that is just a totally different vibe change. Um, you meet totally different kinds of people. So that can be hard to adjust. Like, I mean, for anyone moving somewhere is hard, but I think coming from here, going to the South, going to the Midwest, East coast, I mean, you know, you're, you're throwing to yourself a curveball, And I think that you have to know that going in and go, Hey, I'm going to be open to the change and I'm going to really fight to make this the best opportunity it can be. And if it's still, if you do that and you can honestly go home and go, you know what? I gave my best shot. Then transfer if you think that's what you have to do. Um, Were you completely open-minded by the end of your freshman year? Open-minded to transfer or? No, the school being in Milwaukee. Oh, um, at the end of freshman year, uh, like I said, still. Eh. Uh, on the fence? Yeah. Um, but then it really, that summer, I kind of readjusted, gathered myself a little bit. It was like, hey, let's go. Let's, let's hit a hard first semester, sophomore year. So what are what, what do you tell parents that are listening right now? Because your story is very interesting, 
good because now you are loving Marquette. What do you tell the parents listening out there that have their kids coming to them saying, mom, dad, this ain't for me. I want to transfer. So my parents told my sister and I, no matter what, you will stay the full freshman year. Um, because we've had a lot of family, friends, cousins of mine, in fact, transfer from schools. And my parents like, hey, don't just leave after one semester. Um, you know, give it, give it a good try for a whole year and see what you think. But a lot of things can change in, you know, nine months of school. Um, and I think just really encourage your kids to stick it out and be tough. And, uh, you know, not every day is going to be the best day ever. And, but that's okay. Because if you work hard, then the good days will be even better. What about the advice you give to that student? Um, Cause you went through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was there. Um, it sucks. Honestly, like you're like, ah, I, you know, these friends of mine are cool, but you know, are they my kind of people are these the class I want, the teachers, the school vibe where I am, yada, yada. But I say really dive in. Cause if you don't, you're going to go home and maybe you'll question 10 years. Huh, I wonder what would happen if I stayed. And, uh, and, and not saying transferring is bad. I think that if you know that you belong somewhere else, then you know, don't let that stop you. But don't discount where you are at first so quickly. If you had to do everything all over again, it was from high school and what you experienced and what best advice can you give someone listening to this podcast? Um, study really, really hard in high school because that's only gonna set you up better when you are applying to colleges, it's gonna give you more options. And you're gonna feel more confident when you're applying. Uh, I had a good GPA, but not as good test scores. And you know, I know that I could have studied harder for the ACT, that sort of thing. So like, you know, just don't let the grind stop. Work hard, play hard, you know? Have as much fun as you want, but make sure that you're putting in equal, if not more amounts of work. Aaron and Jane are in town taking you to dinner. Where are they taking you? Oh, in town in Milwaukee. Oh, there's a, a really small Italian joint called the Calderon Club. And I had uh, two, uh, two friends of mine. They worked as waitresses there. And they told me that in one of the back tables, so every time you go, they could say it's full for hours, but that back table's open. And who knows how true this is, but the rumor among the wait staff was that when people would come, they'd sit at that table, they would be guys with thick Italian accents. They would be police officers eating with guys with thick Italian accents. So what do you think? You're thinking, you're thinking mobsters. You're thinking Goodfellas. So if you want to go to a real mobster Italian meal, Calderon Club. Love it. The Calderon Club. Now, you want a nice drink late at night, maybe, you know, martinis, whiskey, something impressing a date. Oh, Where sure. are you taking them? Uh, there's a rooftop bar that's awesome. Honestly, rain or shine. Um, in Milwaukee called the journeyman. It's the top of the Kempton hotel. Um, really, really good drinks. Um, not bad prices considering, you know, you're in a nice spot in a downtown area. Um, and the view of Milwaukee is great. I mean, you get to see like Michigan, you get to see all the action down there and then you get to see our little mini, uh, Chicago skyline. And the place is called what? Uh, it's called the journeyman, uh, at the Kempton hotel. And the reason why I say that my boy listening out there, Sean Pronger, the journeyman NHL from the Anaheim Ducks. Journeyman played for like the St. Louis Blues, New York. Am I missing someone? Rangers, everybody. But he has a book out, The Journeyman. Now I see I'm giving prongs props. But The Journeyman on Kipton, Kipton Hotel. Uh, what about 
early morning, you're hungover, great night of partying at Marquette, Milwaukee. Where are you having breakfast? Uh, oh, uh, the it's called the Broken Yoke, otherwise known as Bro Yo. That was Jimmy Butler when he uh, went to Marquette. That was his favorite spot. So French toast, like you wouldn't believe egg sandwiches. I mean that they're there's they're just stacked like you know higher than you can imagine. Really, really good breakfast. Alden Hodgson, selling Marquette University very well. Uh, Murph is Alden. He, he charismatic, energetic, right? He's going to be doing very well. Like my take, all right, I'm going to leave with this because I'm kind of now more excited about Marquette just because of some places you've told me some things that you've shared. I've taken my kids there twice, right? I personally think it's small. It's right for the, it's a good fit for somebody. But the reason why I'm saying this is because we went there a second time and I've shared the story with you. My kids are like, daddy, I don't want to go to this school. It's like in Milwaukee. It's to me, you're right. It was like 10 years ago. Milwaukee, and then one was two years ago. Milwaukee's not like to me the greatest place where I want to you know, oh, totally. in, in a city, right? So walking the campus, and I said, "All right, I'm uh, I'm done. I'm I'm ready to go visit another school." But you've enlightened me. You've opened. You've made me more open minded because of nice. these places that I want to try. Now, would I go? You know, as anyone listening out there, this could be the school for you. You got to play this podcast. You have to listen to it because. This is Alden who was going to transfer. Like, did you already think like places you were going to transfer? Oh yeah, totally. I was like, oh, it's like shit. Like maybe I should have went to Auburn, you know? Um, thinking about, do I want to go to Southern California? So yeah, I was, I was thinking about where I needed to go. I'm so glad you stuck it out and stayed. That's why when I reached out to you and I talked to your, your mom, I said, I, I, I want, I want Alden on my podcast. And I talked to Jack Meyer, who was on a few podcasts ago for Northeastern. He said, Alden would be a great story. So Thank you for being my guest. I want to thank Murph Cargis. Uh, when you graduate, because I was obviously, the, the, I share this podcast as when you're a high school student, right? And then going from a freshman to a junior where you are. Now, eventually I'm having people come on once or twice when they graduate. Now, what are we doing? I've interviewed over 100 people, 150 people. My next segment probably with you is going to be talking about what are we doing? Maybe you're, maybe you'll be taking over the show. Maybe you'll have yeah, your right. own show, right? Uh, but thank you for being a guest. You've been listening to the student manager with Alden Hodgson from Marquette. Being a warrior, thank you for being my guest. Thanks for having me. Fonger News, out. <laughs>